Hey everyone, welcome to Breakthrough Conversations. My name is Danielle Perry and I'm the host. You already know I'm so excited that you're tuned in today. And if this is your first time, this is a podcast which features people of all ages and they share a bit of their story about how God has helped them to overcome a difficult challenge, situation, or season in their lives, or maybe they're on their way to overcoming with God's help. Well, I know that I always say that I'm so excited about the episodes, right? Which is true. But I got to be a little biased with this one because this episode features my husband and he's none other than Mr. Jared Perry. And the title of this episode, which is episode 21, and it's part one, it's titled Being a Teacher in the Inner City and specifically the inner city of Baltimore. Babe, thank you so much um, for just sharing on your wife's podcast. (laughs) I really appreciate you. But no, truly, thank you for just who you are as a husband, who you are as a person. Um, I'm so blessed um, to be married to you for coming up on 10 years. 10 years, y'all. Can you believe it? 10 years? Praise the Lord. But no, we're we're just so blessed. Um, We're so blessed. And and every year gets better with you, babe. It gets better. Now, at the time of this recording, um, he was actually in his ninth year of teaching, but He is in his 10th year at this point. Um, And so you're going to be able to hear from his perspective as a teacher and just some of what he's endured. You'll hear some things about his personal life um, in this episode, but um, babe, just keep doing what you do. You bless so many people um, at your job and I've been able to just witness how you've blessed so many students and co-workers and so I'm I'm super proud of you as your wife keep going babe I love you so much so I'm not gonna keep talking y'all I want you to see um, all that he has to say and so without further ado here it is part one episode 21 I want you to enjoy and be blessed it is no other than my husband Mr. Jared Perry that introduction (laughs) (laughs) what's up babe hi how are you? Breakthrough. <laughs> you look handsome. Well, thank you. You're welcome. You're so, welcome. Had to get right for your channel. <laughs> Indeed. Absolutely. Well, I have you on today to talk about your experience being a teacher yes. in Baltimore City. Mm-hmm. And um, it's loaded. Yes. It's quite loaded. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when people hear Baltimore... Mm-hmm. They think of crime. They think of just a lot of bad things, right? right? Um, And we are going to talk about some of those bad things, but we are also going to highlight some of the good things about Baltimore and just your experience being Mm -hmm. a teacher. Um, And so before we just delve into all of the questions that I have for you, just go ahead and tell our audience a little bit about who you are. Well, first I want to say... I am so proud of you. Thank you, babe. You are knocking this out of the park. Thank you. And just official as I don't know what. (laughs) You just official. (laughs) I mean, sheesh. (laughs) But yes, uh, Jared Perry. Yes, Jared Perry. uh, What can I say? Tulsa, Oklahoma. Came here to go to school, but mm-hmm. I was on my way to Berkeley, saw Morgan, Mr. Miles and that magnificent march machine, and 
was like, yeah, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Morgan State started offering all kind of scholarships and stuff. And I was like, yeah, $50,000 in debt, a little bit of loans, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Morgan and we'll see what's up. Yeah. And so went to Morgan. After Morgan, it was working at Morgan. Mm-hmm. And then after working at Morgan, I should say during working at Morgan, it was getting my master's. So got my bachelor's in music and instrumental music. Then I got my master's in master's of arts and teaching. I was in the honors program, but then I started working in the honors program. And then there you go. Mm-hmm. It was time to start teaching mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. nutshell. Yes, yes. Well, you've been teaching now for nine years. Yes. Can you believe that? <laughs> yes, I can. Okay. Yes, I can. <laughs> so, when did you decide that teaching music was going to be a career for you? It's funny because I was running from it initially, mm-hmm. and I knew that I enjoyed music since out the womb. This music, mom's musical, dad's musical, sister, brother, everybody's musical, sisters, excuse me, and. When I got to college, I knew that music production was it. And Mr. Miles was like, no, we, ain't, we don't have music production. I was mm-hmm. like, okay. He was like, equipment changes so much. You got to stay up to date. No, nah, we ain't got that. And I was like, all right. So instrumental music, cool deal. I started at the Coomba summer camp, I want to say my third year. No, second year. Second summer. And I was just like, this is actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I had a bunch of kids in my group, 11 to 12, and then I was teaching them music. I think it was 11 to 12, and I was just like, this is awesome, and they're getting it. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't ready to be a teacher. Went back the next year again, summer camp, same thing, music. But this year, I was a junior, and I started working in the academic enrichment program, and I started working as the fine arts tutor for for Morgan State University, only one. And it was just like, this is awesome. Mm End of the year, I got tutor of the year. Fine arts department in Morgan was just like, you're doing an awesome job. Kids are getting tutored. Or I should say students, young men and women getting tutored, and it was great. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, so maybe this is it. But mm-hmm. upon graduation, it was just like, I'm not ready to get in that classroom yet. Mm-hmm. I don't have the education background. I have the music background, but I don't have the other stuff. Mm-hmm. What is a pedagogy? Pedagogy? <laughs> what, is, what is that? So... I said, nah, Dr. Brunson at the time was like, let's, here's a job, mm-hmm. it's for you. And I was like, yeah, let me do that. Cause I've been working on honors program since sophomore year. Mm-hmm. I know how to do this and mm-hmm. he's been teaching me stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. so that's, that's how that went. But then two years into working at Morgan, it was like, there's more, yeah. there's mm-hmm. more. I'm, I'm encouraging students at Morgan. I'm praying for students at Morgan and I'm seeing them get through all these situations, but mm-hmm. I knew that it was like, yeah, but this isn't it. Mm-hmm. This isn't it. Yeah. So I got my master's of arts in teaching two years, and I accepted it. Mm-hmm. So that's when it was. Excuse me, that's when it was after college, and then starting that master's, it was let's mm-hmm. do it. So what year did you start your master's again? Twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Mm-hmm. And what happened at the end of twenty eleven? Well, since you want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, you finally got yourself together. And first of tripping. all, That's what first happened. of all, God had to speak to me and let me know that you were, you were it. Okay, that was him. 
was him. Yes, you were him. You were him. So, okay, so (laughs) you are doing your master's or Mm -hmm. in your master's program. We're courting. Um, We're in a relationship. We become engaged on my birthday. Yeah. Right? And seven months later, we're married. But let me backtrack a little bit. Yeah. The morning of our wedding day <sighs> is when you decided to take your praxis, your praxis, excuse me, exam. Yeah, it so wasn't really a, I decided. That. It was, uh, I had to. <laughs> uh-huh. So long story short, didn't do well on the first one. Again, didn't have the education courses. They had just changed the music praxis two exam. So mm-hmm. we didn't have necessarily the the information, they took away the form and analysis piece, and I was just like, I smashed form and analysis with Dr. Lee, but they took that part away. Mm-hmm. So I had to do some different studying. I'm full-time working. I'm in grad school. I'm preparing for a wedding, and I got to take Praxis too. Praxis 1, I passed in 2000, what, 8, 9, mm-hmm. when I was in uh, one education course mm-hmm. at Morgan, but I didn't have many. And so when you don't pass Praxis, it doesn't come around for a few months. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. I had already interviewed with my school, and it was just like, you have the job. Now get practice, too. And I'm just like, I am not going conditionally certified. I need yeah. to finish this. Folks were praying. I was praying. I'm about to get married. And I saw that the date was July, and that was the only date available. And I'm like, mm-hmm. let's go. Mm-hmm. So I wake up, get my hair cut. Take the praxis, get my suitcase, <laughs> drive down, and get hitched. <laughs> That's how that worked. It's so crazy thinking back on it now. And clearly you passed. I did. Thank the By Lord. the prayers of the righteous. <laughs> Thank God you passed. My goodness. Yes. So, yeah. Um, so, you prepared to become a full-time teacher. <laughs> and, you know, you had certain people that were kind of in your ear that were speaking some discouraging words. I know for me, oh. as your wife, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I attended your, it was a concert mm-hmm. that you had done when you were conducting a band, a middle school band. Um, before student you, teaching. Student right. teaching. Yeah. Before you stepped into your full-time um, job. And there were parents that came up to me afterwards. They were like, man, your husband is so great <laughs> at what he does. And what school will he be teaching at? And I shared with them the name of the school. And they were like, oh, yeah, I know people who quit like the first day, like the first week. And I'm like, and they're sharing that with you. Why, why are you telling me? Hey, they're like, I gotta Thank warn you, you. Like, for the you. discouragement. Uh, right. <laughs> so, um, you know, you, you hear those kinds of things. Um, and they told me about, you know, the environment and just the atmosphere mm-hmm. of it all. So just describe your first day of teaching. Well, it's hilarious, actually, because we had a church outing the day before, and I <laughs> right. busted my leg up yes. playing softball. So I got this two, three-story building, well, four, well, three, but with a basement, mm-hmm. all these flights of stairs that I got to go up and down, and I'm hurt. And so I get there, and I'm just like, this is my classroom. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, the four, whatever, five days before for teacher prep and stuff was just like, okay, all right. But those kids walk in and you're just like, you're supposed to listen to me. And they weren't. Yeah. (laughs) And so 
I was that teacher coming from Marine Military Academy. Oh, you're going to do what I say, and it's going to be great, and we're going to sit down, and I'm going to have all these instruments out. You ain't going to touch nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That mm-hmm. <laughs> rude awakening. Yeah. It was quite rude. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite rude. <laughs> I was like, hold up. This 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 ain't how it works right. where I'm from. You right. know, we, we listen to teachers. I know you might get smart attitude, but when they get, Whatever the little face is that they got, you yeah okay yeah they like okay and right yo, he, right he, he looked at me like he go yeah wow. they are not phased at all so it was just it was definitely a shock mm-hmm. Morgan State University was a shock coming from Oklahoma for me because I didn't stay in a in a part of town where it was majority black in Oklahoma mm-hmm. I stayed South Tulsa so it was Union Redskins hey and so. Coming to Morgan, it was 99% black on campus. Mm-hmm. Going to Booker T, 99% black. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, here goes another culture shock. Yeah. All right, here we go. Yeah. Mind you, I did intern there for a day mm-hmm. with the previous band director. And I'll never forget walking out that day like, yo, this place is wild. Mm-hmm. But I believe I heard distinctly God say, you're going to be working here. Mm-hmm. He told me he was quitting, but I had no intentions of applying. Right. And so it was just like, okay, God, I mean, I don't see it. Yeah. I only interviewed to one other place because one of the educators at the School of Education and Urban Studies said, go go apply here. And I was like, all right, I'll try it. Mm-hmm. But it was orchestra and band and all this other stuff. And I was like, nah, I don't want all that. Mm-hmm. So I went to Booker T, got the interview. They loved me, said, you're here, mm-hmm. let's go. So that was it. And it was just like... Culture shock, culture shock, yeah, culture shock. Yeah. I got to get these kids right because yeah. this ain't this ain't gonna work. Yeah. They're not listening. Right, right. Just don't touch the drum. <laughs> don't touch it. That's what don't touch means. <laughs> cling, cling, cling. I, I, yo, I, yo, I, yo. Yo, the diversity of the word yo. <laughs> I, yo, you good, yo? Nah, yo, get back over here, yo. Come on, yo. What you doing, yo? Can you get yo? I'm like, y'all. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah, it was yeah, wild. Absolutely. Was wild. I remember you just wanting to quit early on. And he's going to jump past year one, but the year two. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it yeah. was. Yeah. I it mean, was, it, it was just rough. stands out so much yeah. in my mind because. I had just recently stopped working a job that was very hard for me. Yes. And God told me that I couldn't quit. Mm-hmm. And so that was my encouragement for you. You were just mm-hmm. like, maybe I should just go back to Morgan, <laughs> you know, in your comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, babe, you got to keep at it. Trust <laughs> me. I know what it's like, but you got to keep going. So talk a little bit, unless you want to touch on a little bit about your first no, year, but but good. talk talk about that, just that that wanting, that desire to just, I, I don't want to do this no more. Well, that first year, it was, it was tough, but it was like, you're told your first year is tough. So I'm like heavily guarded with all kind of walls up. I'm like, I'm not going to quit, not going to quit. Right. doesn't matter how hard it is. So I had that mindset. So there was no quitting. Mm-hmm. The second year is what hit me. The principal, she didn't take a sabbatical, but she was out of the building pretty much the whole year because she had some issues with her father. Yeah. And so you come back in the summertime thinking, all right, cool. I got my first year under me. She's mm-hmm. supportive. She wants me to do all this with the band and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And this is going to be great. And then she's out of the building. And without leadership like that, the kids feel it, the staff feel it, yeah. lackluster, all this other stuff at times. And it's like, 
it was it was one of them. I just want to say it, babe. I don't feel like working here no more. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like working here anymore. I'ma just. And yeah, your encouragement was great. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was really ready to quit. It was just, I don't like this year, mm-hmm. you know. And it was just, this is tough, and I don't like it. Yeah, it's not what it was last year. It was mm-hmm. supposed to get better. Why is it almost the same, if not worse? Principal wasn't there. Assistant principal was trying to do her best, but that's why you have the principal and the assistant. They working together and they mm-hmm. feeding off each other. When you got all the weight, that's tough. So absolutely, yeah, absolutely. That's tough. So just talk about some of the things that you learned quickly as a new teacher. <laughs> you learn quickly relationships. You learn quickly get to know the students. Mm-hmm. You learn quickly. I wouldn't suggest this for female teachers or even male teachers by yourself, but you learn quickly home visits are real. Mm-hmm. In this environment, you need to do a home visit. And a phone call may not catch it, but when you knock on that door, there's a care that a parent sees, oh, you're actually here, especially when you're not down in the student. You're mm-hmm. like, hey, ma'am, your son is on point. Mm-hmm. He's learning mm-hmm. the percussion. Oh, really? Right, yeah. Right. And so it's mm-hmm. not a manipulative thing. It's just I'm letting you know. You may not have heard this before. You might have heard he's a nuisance. She's this. She's that. Mm-hmm. He's this. He's that. But I want you to know I've seen a lot better. Yeah. Now, at the same time, he was off today. Mm-hmm. And he was off yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I'm here because he was off the day before that, too. Right, so right. I'm here, and I want to let you know. I want to work with you to see how we can get this together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not. I did that one time and a student answered the door. He was like, my mom ain't here. I'm coming here for your mama, not you. And now your mama ain't here. But the fear of God was still put in the child because he realized right. Mr. Perry will knock on yep. my door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was like mm-hmm. relationship, but back up what you're going to say yeah. because all these type of verbal threats without consequences and actual punishment or anything mm-hmm. it's like mm, you you ain't nothing yeah and you ain't you ain't about nothing so mm-hmm. they will walk over you if mm-hmm. you don't back mm-hmm. it up yeah yeah absolutely so definitely relationships yeah relationships and do what you say you're gonna say yeah absolutely so at what year did you know for sure this is where I'm supposed to be. And was there a turning point in your second year teaching or your third year teaching? Describe that for us. I want to say year four because year three, it's interesting. Each year just smacked me in the face. Mm -hmm. First one, culture shock. Second one, principal's not here. Third one, the whole arts team left. And so now it's just me. Mm -hmm. And now I'm the arts team lead because of grandfather, not quality or anything Mm -hmm. even though they said it was quality i'm just like okay well still that's still grandfather to me because i ain't asked for it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but year four i'm leading other teachers and then this brass band starts at our school that i'm now for real in my element i'm creating music with students and i'm music producing that i've always wanted to do with Mm -hmm. real people Mm -hmm. all right low voices y'all play this and y'all play that but the best thing was, it was like, we working on it together. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do y'all hear? Mr. Perry, can we do this? And then you begin to hear their creativity. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was working with several young ladies at the time. God bless them. They, mm-hmm. they were a blessing. They were like, let them. Let them. Yeah. And I'm just like, huh? Mm-hmm. And they just like, y'all, if y'all understood, if we notated what y'all are playing, right. y'all minds would be blown. So all of this is taking place year mm-hmm. four. I've been going to adjudications, 
scores are getting better. It's no longer all threes. You got threes and twos, and now you got majority twos. And then, like, I'm trying to break over to that one. And it was like, it was just really on point that fourth year. Mm-hmm. It was it was the breakthrough <laughs> yeah. in that moment to be like, okay. And then not to mention, that year four happens and you tenured. Yeah. Oh, you you can't touch me. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do no wrong. Let me stop. But yeah, it was really year four. Yeah. I kind of had my feet underneath me and all these different things. Been working yeah. with a program through the BSO called Or Kids and they had been in the classroom and mm-hmm. they had been so supportive and great. Mm-hmm. It was just Yeah, that moment was like this is it. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was it. It was like, yeah, we good. What year was the Christmas concert that I came to and I was like Y'all sounded great. Was that year three? That might have been four, actually. Might have been Cause, four. Because you, you're thinking about year one compared to then. <laughs> you know I was going there. Of course, because year one, it was six people on stage, including myself. <laughs> and Man. it's now you got 15, 20, and you just rocking now. Yes. You're not stopping in the middle of a song yes. that you never do yes. in a concert. But, yes. yeah, we rocking and rolling. And so... It was sounding so good, like to see the mm-hmm. progression, the maturation mm-hmm. from year one to now year four. Yeah. It was like, babe, yeah. this is the result of you sticking with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. that was just a proud moment for me yeah. as your wife, because I saw so much growth. So you talked about the importance of relationships with students. Mm-hmm. Tell us, when did you really begin to develop those relationships? <laughs> Coming from that military background, I uh, thank God for Marine Military Academy because it did instill the discipline that I needed mm-hmm. from Morgan, homework-wise, maintaining that scholarship. But mm-hmm. then I needed to back off the military a little bit when <laughs> I got to the elementary school because it mm-hmm. was just like, I mean, middle school, they're like, they're not going to do yes or no, sir, immediately. Mm-hmm. So you got to work with them. And mm-hmm. so really that first semester, the principal was like, Mr. Perry, you got you to gotta lighten up a little bit. You got to think about some of the music you're playing. They got to enjoy it, too, and all this other stuff. And so I'm thinking, all right, y'all, what's up? Mm-hmm. And so I let them. I was like arranging music. I like arranged everything. I didn't, I didn't buy any music from any catalog it was like let me just arrange all this stuff and see what we can get through mm-hmm. and let them put some beats to jingle bells and mm-hmm. all these different mm-hmm. things and it was like okay I'm getting them a little bit a mm-hmm. little bit mm-hmm. and relationships started being built when I started being consistent when they started seeing that oh no matter how many f-bombs I give him he's not quitting mind you that year we had a teacher quit day one yeah I'm just like Was it that bad? Mm-hmm. But then you find out you got to be built for this. That's right. He quit because they called him Big Man. And when you don't change your stance and you say you're going to respect me, mm-hmm. hey, Big Man, don't call me that. All right, Big Man. Hey, can we get this assignment though, Big Man? Right. Like literally poking at a teacher to see, are you going to quit? Mm-hmm. Are you going to do this? It's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's... You got to know 
what to let slide off and then what to stand your ground on. Right. You're a new teacher. You're trying to set precedents, but at the same time, they don't know you from Adam in this particular environment. This Mm -hmm. isn't every environment. And so I'm like, okay, y'all trying to run me out of here. Y'all trying Mm -hmm. to this. And then at the same time, some of them just being middle schoolers. Yeah. Not typical behaviors, but just behaviors that you can see in middle school. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, all right, I didn't read some books. You can't read a book to understand it completely, but I didn't read some books. And okay, you just testing the limits. All right. Right. You cool? Okay. Mm-hmm. I was never one of those to crack jokes back on a student and make them feel bad and belittle them. Mm-hmm. But you learn how to get slick and keep right. it fun. Mm-hmm. And so, because that's yeah. my big thing. I I, I never want to curse at a student. I never want to mm-hmm. give them a one up to be mm-hmm. like, well, you do this. Nah, you've never caught me lying. You've never caught me cursing at you. Right. You've never caught me disrespecting any of you all. I don't call you outside your name because that's who I am. That's right. Because I'm also reflecting Christ. Right. And I need to reflect Christ in my actions, in my words, in my thoughts. Right. How I'm even thinking about him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. those relationships were being built year one. Yeah. And you could see it in the spring semester. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm reminded of a student that you had. I don't know if it was your first year or your second year. Mm-hmm. Um, a young lady who you said would cuss you out like every day. Yeah. So was that yes. your what year? That was, was that? definitely year one. Year one. Yeah, she just a little firecracker. Mm-hmm. And wanting sixth to test grader. Seven. No, sixth grader. Wow. Yeah, sixth grader. Mm-hmm. So I believe she was a sixth grader at the time, but at the same time, it's like, all right. F this da 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 sweetheart, please stop cussing. I ain't sweetheart. Then F da da. Okay, sweet. Uh, mm-hmm. Excuse me, not sweetheart. Okay, ma'am, can you get this? And can we just all right, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Cool deal. Let's go. By December, she gives me a Christmas card and said, "Thank you, Mister Perry. You've been like a father to me." Mm-hmm. I just knew she just one. She gonna change her class next semester. Two. Right. She gonna da da. Been like a father. Wow. Okay. I get it. I get it. Love is patient. I'm living it. Mm-hmm. You got to be patient so they can see love. Oh, mm-hmm. this makes sense. This mm-hmm. makes sense, God. Your word is is being lived out right, right. now. Because, right. yeah. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah. That was tough. And then she has her back when she got to seventh grade, I think you said. <laughs> Don't mess with Mr. Perry. Don't, no, not Mr. Perry. Y'all better stop cussing at my teacher. <laughs> Loving it. Possessive. My test. My, my teacher. teacher. Yes. I love it. All of it just take a little bit. Yeah. Yes, things change quickly. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, do you still keep in touch with any of your students from like your early years? It was tough. The ones from the earlier years, mm-hmm. I would never give my phone number out to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And some of them, you're like, here's my number. Hit me up, and they never do. And so now, of course, pandemic and all that stuff, even before then, I could have, I should have, but I've got a Google Voice number that I give to parents, students, and yeah, mm-hmm. y'all can hit it up anytime, but just know my phone is on silent. And if it's after hours, I'm not responding until like 8, 9 a.m. So, right. Right. so I keep in touch with a lot from, I want to say, two th- that fourth year and above, mm-hmm. and then one of them from that third, no. 
Yeah, one of them from that third and second year, they actually came back to one of the performances, and it was mm-hmm. really great to see them. Mm-hmm. Got a number that way. So yeah. you see them around Baltimore, you see them around town, and it's it's really great to yeah. see them thriving. It's really great to see them just doing well. Absolutely. So that's a, that's a big one. Yeah, and it's interesting to just think back to, let's say, your eighth graders from your first year. Mm-hmm. They're now, like, in their early 20s. That's crazy to think about, right? Yes. I remember one of your students we saw at a bowling alley, and I was just like, he's like a grown man. <laughs> he's like a grown just, man now. <laughs> Mr. Pye. What up, Mr. Pye? <laughs> For real? Right. <laughs> what you doing? About to graduate, Mr. Pye. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's on point. So, you know how they say... You shouldn't talk about your beliefs mm-hmm. in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, do you share your beliefs? And if so, how? If you ask me, I will tell you. Mm-hmm. So if a student asks, Mr. Perry, you believe in God? No, absolutely. Mr. Perry, what are you? What do you believe? I'm a Christian. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died on the cross and he rose again on the third day. And those are my beliefs. Mm-hmm. That's quick. I'm not saying, and now you, come get me, right, and I'm right. not, you share your belief, mm-hmm. and then you keep it moving. You, mm-hmm. it's, your class is still supposed to be the subject matter that's there. Yeah. does not mean that there's not a moment where you need to slow down and stop teaching the subject matter, but mm-hmm. I don't use my class as a direct evangelism. It's always indirect evangelism because I'm walking mm-hmm. like... I believe God said we should in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Let them see your good works. Right. Have a good reputation above riches. That's mm-hmm. what you should desire. And so mm-hmm. those are the things I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So sharing faith in the classroom is not an issue, a problem, because I'm more afraid of God than anybody else. He said, <laughs> you were ashamed of me in front of men. I'll be ashamed of you before my father. Yeah. So yeah. you Jesus mm-hmm, uh, all day. Jesus on over here, over absolutely. here. So, yeah. Absolutely. So... Touching back on the relationships and the importance of building those relationships with students, some students have felt comfortable enough to share some deep issues with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so just share, what are some of the struggles that some of your students have come to you, just have shared with you and just ask for your help? <sighs> Today. student came, shared all the stuff that's happening at home. Mm-hmm. Last week, student shares different things. Two months ago, student off, and I'm like, sweetheart, let me, you know, you, 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 you talking about, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this. Were you up last night? Did you hear your mama crying? Did da, da, da. I was like, sweetheart, I hear the hurt, tear a little tear, and I'm like, I mm-hmm. see it, I hear you understand something sweetheart I didn't know how am I supposed to know mm-hmm. I'm just asking how you doing that's why I want you to give me the check in how you doing so I know mm-hmm. is she okay yeah care right. genuine care mm-hmm. no you're not about to get in trouble I just need you to stop doing what you're doing in class mm-hmm. let me know now we private you told me let's have a good day mm-hmm. all right right that same student year one she tells me she went home and there's tape around her house mm-hmm. and her father is gone. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like a father figure, and now her father's gone. They always say it when you're in your master's program, education, bachelor's, whatever. There is no book that you can read, mm-hmm. and you're just going to discover it as mm-hmm. as it's as it's happening. Mm-hmm. And so, there's quite a few things that are shared. Of mm-hmm. course, you go through all of the training, child abuse, because certain things have to be reported. Yeah, and I'm glad to say, I don't know if it's just because it's never happened, but I'm glad to say no student has ever had to, I've had to report a child to CPS or anything like that, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's just been, yeah, Mr. Perry, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. It's real hard right now. Mr. Perry, I lost my instrument. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what do you do? It's, you deal with these situations, you deal with them and you just let them know these are learning experiences and mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they're 12, 11, 13, 14, yeah. 15 sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. When you share some of what your students go through with me, I'm just like, how do you do it, babe? Mm-hmm. How do you do it? Because. The grace of God. Yeah. The grace of God. And you're more than a band director. <laughs> you're absolutely more than a band director. And. I believe that's just a lot of teachers in general. They're more than just a teacher because they have students who are facing some real issues. And if they feel comfortable enough to share those things with you, they will. Mm -hmm. And so that's another just element of just what it's like being in the classroom, right? Mm -hmm. So throughout your teaching career, you've definitely seen a lot. Um, We'll go back to, I think it was 2015, where there were the Freddie Gray riots going on. Right, 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 right. And I remember we were at home watching the news, and they were just showing all of the rioting and, you know. Mm -hmm. And you said, that's my student. (laughs) And I think you saw more than one student on the screen, on the TV screen. So talk to us a little bit about just what was going through your mind. I think at this point you're in your second or third year of teaching 2015 that was that third year third year 13 14 14 15 no second really i think it was the second year wow yeah it was the second year wow didn't realize that so yeah what was going through your mind like well First and foremost, you're just like, forget my students at first. It's This is happening. Right. Mind you, we were sent home mm-hmm. because they said these things were happening. Mm-hmm. They were shutting down schools. They knew something was happening. Mm-hmm. The transportation systems were getting shut down. Kids weren't, weren't able to get home and all this other stuff. So it was almost, it was weird. I'm not going to say orchestrated, but kids need to get home. You shut down the MTA. What are they going to do? Mm. So you hear the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Of course, from another perspective, you're like, look at all those kids out there, just dumb, just yeah. hoodlum, yeah. just thug, just this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they use these tr- transportation systems to get home right. 20, 30 minutes away. Right. What do you expect? Mm-hmm. You shut it down and all of them are there. They said some tweet went out or something, but regardless, the tensions were just so high. i never forget there was a, a fake bomb threat in our building so we had to go down the street to mm-hmm. another school which is our procedure and 
when the kids started walking back, around the same time, little girl was like, we don't like y'all, talking to a white police officer. Mm-hmm. He comes back, he's like, yeah, we don't like y'all much neither. Mm. I think because I was walking back, I didn't, because I typically go back and I just say something mm-hmm. like, come on, man, you, you can't do that. Right. I thank you for your service, but you can't do that. Mm-hmm. They need to see hope. Mm-hmm. They need to see safety. Right, right. Protect and serve, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I, I just didn't, and I wish I would have. But yeah. I, I, I do that. I, I say to officers at times, thank you for your service, mm-hmm. just so they can hear something different. With my brother being a police officer and mm-hmm. serving, you hear a different perspective. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a great place to be in because I hear his perspective, but then I live their right. pr- perspective right. Right. with them in it, mm-hmm. and so I get to have him and soften his heart sometimes because I can imagine it's like yeah, mm-hmm. you see the worst in people and they're mm-hmm. like we don't want y'all. Mm-hmm. You called us, but now you don't want anything, mm-hmm. and so there's that side of it. But yep. then there's the other one. No, they were they for real planting stuff. Mm-hmm. They for real are crooked. Mm-hmm. They for real are fighting us. Yeah. Taking yeah. advantage. And it's just like Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. So yeah, it was it was looking at all that, thinking about all that, and then all of a sudden you see a familiar face and you see them colors, orange and blue, and you mm-hmm. just like, No, come on. Mm-hmm. I told you yesterday in the hallway, don't get caught up in the nonsense. Mm-hmm. To this day, they're still arresting people. I remember you told me that, and I was like, really? To this day, they are still arresting people from running into Mondam and stealing stuff, jumping on cars, destroying stuff, and it's just like, wow. So I forget the statute of limitation or whenever mm-hmm. that's going to happen, but mm-hmm. yeah, folks are still <laughs> being knocked knocked on their door. Uh, we saw you on camera, and yeah. here's your fine, handcuffs, whatever it might be. And so they sure enough, they came back to school the following day, because schools were closed the next day, mm-hmm. we went down there cleaning up stuff, and it was just terrible. And they came back the day after that, brand new J's, brand new jeans, <laughs> brand new stuff, and it's just like lawlessness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lawlessness at mm-hmm. its finest. And this is what some people want. Yeah. Anarchy, this is what you yeah. want? Mm-hmm. No no law enforcement? You want just to do you? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. you can have that. Right. I need procedures. I need people to be able to follow rules, right. clear rules, that's not right. ones that's going to change every few days, years, right. whatever. So yeah, Absolutely. yeah, that was that was that was quite heartbreaking, interesting, and just take you into prayer. Yeah, keep yeah. them safe. Keep the officers safe. God, keep yeah. everyone safe. Yeah. have them go home. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. You see it on your local news because it's happening right in your city. Um, and it's like, talk about right at home, right. you know, and it, it just gets more real right? because even though I'm not in your shoes or I wasn't in your shoes, I mm-hmm. still felt it because I'm like, well, my husband mm-hmm. is right there in the trenches, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it was a couple years later, um, you saw another student on the news and this time it was a, it was a really really tragic situation where a student was charged with murder. Um, So I just remember seeing your expression, your countenance, just you needed a moment to really just kind of not say much after you saw your student's face on the screen. Uh, So talk about that and what, what that was like for you. My first principal said something during our first PD. She said, the Fox 45, 
6 o'clock news, they're my babies. Mm. WBAL, 5 o'clock news, they're my babies. WJZ, such and such, 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, they're my babies. They the ones that's going, they dealing with this and X, Y, and Z. And it's just like, really? Yeah. Mm. Yes, absolutely. That's where I am in Baltimore City. I'm in that, that pocket where you hear helicopters over your school. You, yeah. s- you hear the sirens. Mm-hmm. You're on lockdowns and stuff. And so <laughs> when, because he was at that point the second student to see on the news. Mm-hmm. And then there was a third one after that. But to see that situation transpire, my heart was really broken because he, years prior, had been held back, but then he worked so hard his eighth grade year. I ran and got my old phone, and I took a screenshot of the last conversation, and it was just like, thank you so much, Mr. Perry. You've been such an inspiration. He, he working. I was like, yes, ma'am. He came down, and he mm-hmm. was working on his work, and he was like, Mr. Perry, I did better, and I did, the pa- did that test. I'm probably going to go to eighth, ninth grade now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's go, man. Let's yeah. go. And that was... The last text between his mom, but his last conversation was, Mr. Perry, I did it. I'm going to ninth grade. And I said, man, I told you you could do it. Mm-hmm. Now keep your head clean. Stay mm-hmm. away from stuff that you know you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Perry, I got you. He goes and and to see his mugshot, and you could see fear, regret, sadness, anger, everything, confusion, mm-hmm. worry, and it was just... You can't help but think, God, did I do something wrong? Mm-hmm. Was I supposed to stay in contact? Was I? Was I? And mm-hmm. it's, you can't do that to yourself. Yeah. And so it was extremely hard. It was extremely hard. Mm-hmm. Go back to school the next day, and we're talking about it at work, and we're all just like, yo, he did so well the last year here. And it was mm-hmm. like, yeah. But that's the thing. Teachers, we we try to reinforce what going, what's going on at home mm-hmm. but sometimes what we are teaching is being undone at home mm-hmm. so wow. if you've got parents that are gangbangers and they about that life yeah. you're saying alright respect others but they going back <laughs> kill them you're saying do your best and mm-hmm. they saying it don't matter go stand on this corner it's like mm-hmm. those are extreme ends of, the, ends of the spectrum but there are some parents that are like, I'm trying. I just don't know what else to do. I'm yeah. trying. I don't know. And it's just like that sincerity of I don't know. Mm-hmm. You just, you try a little harder with that student. You try a little right. harder in that situation because the, the teacher has asked for help. Right. I don't know what to do with I, help mm-hmm. if you don't mm-hmm. get that. Mm-hmm. Some folks be like, well, I don't know what to tell you. No, they just said I don't know what to do. Right. Cool. You mind if we try something? Sure. So there you go. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember just you comparing that screenshot that you took of him from your old phone to the mugshot. And you can just see that he had gone through so much with just within those few years. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, it was just kind of a, how do I describe it? I, I, I guess a reality check mm-hmm. as far as how people's lives can just change like that in a short amount of time. Right. We don't know exactly all that he was doing and what he was into, but you could just see it on his face. He was on house arrest. He was on this. He was not allowed this. The judge was asking, is he rehabilitated? 
mom said, don't take him out. In mm. other words, don't take him off house arrest. Don't don't take him out of juvie. Don't. He's not going to do well. She's just like, Jesus. Mm. You know, yeah. come on. Mm. And when you hear mom say that, it's almost like you kind of have to listen. But at the same time, that's taxpayers' money. If the student did or the child did whatever they were supposed to do while in detention, you can't hold them any longer. Mm-hmm. The parent, obviously, with the discernment, he ain't ready. Mm-hmm. But, wow, yeah, that was tough. So you kind of hit on it a little bit about <clears throat> your school being on lockdown, helicopters mm. flying over top of your yeah. school. I remember when you texted me the first time, um, and I don't even know if it was the first time you were on lockdown, mm-hmm. but it was the first time that you let me know mm-hmm. so that I could pray and I'm thinking, what? What just happened? Mm-hmm. Your school's on lockdown for what? Mm-hmm. And I think there was a shooting near the school. Mm-hmm. And so for me, initially, I'm just like, uh, heart beating fast. And I'm just concerned about you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, God, I know where he works. I know it's not the best part, you know, of the city. And I know that these things kind of happen. But when it happens, it's like, okay. You know, mm-hmm. so just talk about those lockdowns. And, and I did pray. Even, <laughs> of course, I eventually prayed and I felt right. better. But talk about those lockdowns, because now they're frequent to the point where you're not really texting me every time they happen. Right. So, you know, what, what, what is what exactly is happening when those lockdowns occur? Well, you have to understand the neighborhood. It's challenging. There's a lot of drug activity, gang activity prostitution, all types of things. And so when you have that kind of area, you're also going to have police activity. And so police notify the school, we need you all to lock down. Majority of our lockdowns have been so that someone doesn't come in the building. Mm -hmm. Because in elementary school, middle school, high school, when someone says, I'm here to get my son, you buzz them in. Mm -hmm. There is no ID check at the door. There is none of that. So you have to lock that school down because someone could come in and be Mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm here to get my nephew, yo. And you ain't going to know this person just did something down the street. Right. They could come with their... Yes, and put on a whole act of act or whatever so Mm -hmm. you wouldn't know. Right. And so a lot of our lockdowns have been because of what's been happening in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, there's something going down at the at the at the apartment complex down the street. There's something going on at this the corner store around the street. Four blocks over, a suspect was headed your direction, going lockdown. So you begin to find out, okay, call the main office. Is this a lockdown where we need to stay quiet in our classrooms? Mm-hmm. No, this is a lockdown where you all can continue class. There's no movement in the building. There's still things like Student has a seizure. There's things like this. Sometimes it it won't be a lockdown. They'll say, okay, there's no movement right now. Because mm-hmm. a lockdown, obviously, is going to send people on edge. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's no movement. But when it's a lockdown, it's there might be something in the building, though. Yeah. There was parents that went up there, and they started fighting in the office. And it was just like, yo, a student attacked the police officer because the police officer was doing something to her stepfather because he was out of line. It's just like, come on. So I tell people, I said, my school has been on lockdown more times in this year than you ever will in your life. And it's not something to boast at all. It's just to say, understand where we are. Understand what we're dealing with. 
don't throw these kids out. These That's kids right. are dealing with all kind of stuff. That's and so right. I make sure that the kids also understand, I don't care how many times we go in this, That's right. you treat every single one seriously because I do. Mm-hmm. Because if there actually is a gunman, we have my procedures. Boom, boom, boom. The kids know, mm-hmm. do X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. because I'm going towards the gun door. Mm-hmm. Y'all are going over here. Mm-hmm. And it's sad that this day and age you have to think like that, but you don't mm-hmm. want to be in the, poli- the position of that security officer in Florida where they were like, well, where was he? He ran. And you're about to lose his job anyway. So mm-hmm. your job is to provide a safe atmosphere for kids. And so mm-hmm. you sign up for these things. Because even if you don't live in a bad, quote-unquote, neighborhood, mm-hmm. you're not, you're still susceptible. You still have the possibility of dealing with something. Mm-hmm. So, because yeah. it's interesting, school shootings don't happen in the hood. Hmm. So it's not a matter of you're in this place, what's going to happen. It's a matter of it's a possibility. Prepare. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Prepare, and then you move on with mm-hmm. your day, with your teaching. You go mm-hmm. over it because I have to. You have to rehearse it because yeah. if you don't rehearse with the kids, practice it. Same with the fire drill. You got to practice these things. This is what we do. Yeah. So when it happens, it's oh yeah, because everybody gets that same reaction when you hear a fire alarm. You hear something, right. but when you've practiced it, it's oh, Mister Perry, you want me to go get the <clears throat> exactly mm-hmm. your, your job there, your job this, your job that. So. Mm. Yeah, the lockdowns are not the same. I'm not numb. Never will be numb. That's good. So that's good because I, I yeah. that was one of my, I guess, statements mm-hmm. um, that I was gonna um, make, and that was just you haven't become desensitized, mm-hmm. even though there've been many mm-hmm. lockdowns. You haven't become desensitized to it, and I think that's important because I know it it can be easy to become desensitized. Mm-hmm. So that's good, babe. Um, so. You said earlier mm-hmm. in your introduction that you are from Oklahoma. Shifting gears. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, but not really. Okay. Um, from Oklahoma. H-O-M-A. And, you know, the schools there are different from the school that you teach in. Parts. Parts. I didn't grow up in Excuse me. parts. You know, it's interesting because I, yeah. I had to find that out. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <clears throat> Wait a minute, there's spots like that in Oklahoma. Yeah. I didn't grow up around that, yeah. so I didn't know about it. I, I did, because my parents, they evangelized and stuff, and so I was always terrified of going to certain neighborhoods. Because <laughs> okay. I would see stuff like, that's what I see on TV. Yeah. But then you play with some of the kids a little bit, and it's like, okay, it ain't that bad. But right. still, when you all you have is a TV, that's what you're going to see. But mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the schools you attended. Mm-hmm. Um, 6A. Thousand kids per class, just massive crazy. schools, so massive crazy. schools. So crazy. <laughs> when I think about it, but so there are disparities, right, mm-hmm. that you've noticed between the schools you attended growing up and the school that you teach in, and maybe some other schools that are in the city. So just talk about some of those. <sighs> Middle school in Oklahoma was like a milestone. To a whole nother degree. Elementary school, elementary school lunch. You got a milk juice and they make rib that McDonald's somehow has made famous. <laughs> that is cafeteria. Disgusting. Meat in the shape of a <laughs> McRib and bone. And it's bone. No. Right. <laughs> but people love it. Mm-hmm. Hey, fine. For me, when I got to middle school, <clears throat> there were shakes, french fries. Hamburgers and cheeseburgers. First of all. Ice cream bars, 
potato chips, cookies, candy, fountain drinks, and then you had the hot menu. First of all, who has milkshakes? Middle school. Middle school. First of all, I didn't have them in high school, okay? Middle school. You had them in middle school? Middle school. It was on point. It was like, it was just amazing. That's just lunch. Right. At the beginning of the year and in the second, at the end of the first semester, the list of electives that we could choose from <clears throat> was ridiculous. <clears throat> I'm talking about one, your, your, your class, you pretty much would have four electives a year. <clears throat> in Baltimore City, you have one the whole year. <laughs> right. There you go. Unless right. your school goes through like a cycle of some sort, <clears throat> you have one class the whole year. But, and I'm not, not going to say Baltimore City because high school is different and each middle school is different. But in my middle school, you you have your arts class because right. that's how it's run. But in other middle schools, the same. You have your one arts class or you have a cycle, but it's not like you have, hmm, you're going to visit every art, mm-hmm. in other words, in the, mm-hmm. in the school. Nah, you're not doing everything because you're only going to be there two years. It's <clears throat> the sixth and seventh grade center. Mm-hmm. Massive building, two stories. 2,000 kids on this side, 2,000 kids on that, sky, on that side, and it's just massive. And then you have the 8th grade center by itself, mm-hmm. and again, all kind of stuff you want, any type of food type stuff, and then you get to pick your classes and all this other stuff. The band room is immaculate. All this stuff is great. I never made it to the high school, but I got to the I-high, which is the intermediate high. 9 and 10 was by itself. <laughs> First of all, six and seven. Yes. And then eighth it has itself. its own. Yeah. And now nine you and have ten. a pre. Yeah, nine and ten was together and then <laughs> eleven, twelve. It's probably different now. I'm pretty no, I, I know it's different now, but mm-hmm. they have the different structures. But yeah, it was all divided like that. Mm-hmm. I only got to the tenth grade because then I went to the Marine Military Academy. But mm-hmm. I just looked at how much I had afforded to me as mm-hmm. a middle schooler, eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade. Driver's Ed, we didn't pay for it. We had a class. We had a class. And we had simulators in the school. Simulators. And, and this is not a private school. This is public education in Oklahoma. You're in a simulator with your driving ed teacher, and you're bumping that loud music, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're, play, you're playing around with your friends, you're going to die. And so that's all we just cracked up laughing at him because he would just say that stuff. He was kind of being funny, but he was being serious. Don't uh-huh. play around. And then we had the car. You go get in the car, mm-hmm. and he's got his brake over here. Got my brake over here. So we driving, and he slams on the brake. The car stops. It's like, how'd that work? Disparities I are mean, real. I had that Disparities in, are real. in Greg's driving school in and Waldorf. And you paid $253, $500 it for it. It was not in my high school. Exactly. Exactly. That's so, crazy. again, disparities are real. And mm-hmm. I can imagine this place like that in Maryland when you get to the other counties where, yeah, it's the same. And mm-hmm. so... You you see the disparities. That's Absolutely. Crazy, yeah. The pandemic just exposed a whole different level of disparities with yeah. electronics and internet. So yeah. yeah. So this is a question that I still think about mm-hmm. to this day. Having grown up in Tulsa, right? <laughs> and working in Baltimore City mm-hmm. in an urban setting where all of you described, you haven't described it all, but for the sake of the podcast, you've described some of what you experienced. How do you, from Tulsa, Oklahoma, remain in a job for nine years 
working in Baltimore City. And it's one of those things where I'm just asking, what, what draws you back year after year? Wow. Well, there you have it. That was part one of episode 21 featuring my husband, Mr. Jared Perry. And the title of this episode is Being a Teacher in the Inner City of Baltimore. I hope you are ready to tune into part two, which will premiere next Thursday, March 30th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. In the meantime, have a wonderful day and be blessed, everyone.